In today's show, we're looking ahead to Monday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're looking ahead to Monday's action across the league. Let's talk about that right now. The first game up is the Pacers and the Wizards. O'Shea Brissett, who just apparently gets 40 minutes a night now. Uh, in blowouts, they leave him in. They play in big minutes even when Sabonis is out there. We still don't know how it's all going to work when everyone's there. Now, I don't, we're not expecting Miles Turner back, but last game there was no Goga, there's no Jeremy Lamb, there's no Malcolm Brogdon, um, and they still won by about 60 points against the Thunder. But Brissett is putting up huge numbers, so let's see what his role looks like in this one. And then Dougie McDirt was really hot against the Thunder, scored well. He's going to have a solid enough role. Now, he did move into that starting lineup with uh, Brogdon out. Whether he stays there or moves back to the bench remains to be seen, but as an option at least for points and threes. Um, McDermott can be someone there for you. I don't know what to make of Scott Brooks. Of course, we know that I don't know what to make of Scott Brooks, and I don't know what to make of his center rotations, but Dan Gafford's played 20-plus the last two games. Does that continue? It absolutely bloody should, but whether it does remains to be seen, so let's watch that one. And then Hal Neto, who's going to continue to start, but some nights he'll play 30, some he'll play 22. He looks like he's back into the high 20s little little stretch of play here, and that gives him at least some streaming value for some assists, maybe some scoring, and maybe some steals as well. All right, let's go on to the next one. We're looking at the Magic and the Pistons. Mo Bamba, playing really well. One, two, three, four, five. While playing really well, at least from a fantasy point of view, he is getting 20-plus minutes a night, and that's all he needs to be a 12-team league guy. We are seeing that from him, and I'm super impressed with Cole Anthony. He is a must-roster player across all formats, Cole. I think he probably is their starting point guard next year as Markel Fultz returns from an ACL. I think they can play together, to be honest. But Anthony is going to be, I would guess, a top 100 draft pick next season. And he's putting together some really good numbers at the moment. Shooting the ball well, passing well, really developing into a starting caliber NBA point guard. For the Pistons, Killian Hayes, um, he isn't on the injury report. So it looks like they're going to play him. Now, whether they play him on the second half of that back-to-back on Tuesday remains to be seen. But no Corey Joseph, no Wayne Ellington, no Mason Plumley. These blokes, they're so bloody tired. I'm not tired. That's three consecutive rests in a row. Now, whether they play on Tuesday is still a question. Jeremy Grant as well, resting his knee. So we'll see how they go. But big opportunity for Hayes and another big one for Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Yeah, the flaming galah, Isaiah Stewart. Some big, big opportunities coming for him this week with five games on. Um, the Warriors and the Pelicans, Kent Bazemore. Now, uh, we know Kelly Oubre is not going to be uh, ready to go with his wrist issue, and Kent, uh, Kent Bazemore has been starting. But now Andrew Wiggins has appeared on the injury report as questionable with a knee problem, so a huge opportunity for Bays. He's a great threes and points and assists and steals, even you know, short-term blocks option. He's a great option for this week. And Toscano Anderson, Eric Pascal's out again. Juan's getting you know, 27 to 30 minutes a night. He put together an absolute defensive stat masterpiece in the last game. I think he had nine combined steals and blocks, five steals and four blocks, or four steals and five blocks. I don't remember which way it was. But Toscano Anderson um, is going to have a pretty significant rotation role here. For the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball in career-best form at the moment, putting up some really, really good numbers. Let's hope he can keep that going at this time of the year. Well, Brandon Ingram, 
I'll just put him down there because I feel like he's been someone that I've barely talked about this year. Took that big step forward last year. And I don't really know if he's improved this year. I think he's been relatively consistent, like consistently good. But he hasn't really done anything where I've gone, oh, that's pretty cool or that's pretty exciting. He just feels like he's been boring as shit, but boringly good, if that makes any sense. So let's just pay a little bit of attention to what Ingram's up to here. The next game is the Blazers and the Hawks, Bobby Covington. Um, we know there's inconsistency struggles with him. Um, let's just see how he looks, really. And then CJ McCollum hasn't been yeah, quite at his best, a little bit down at the moment, which I don't think we you should be too surprised. Some of his early season form was almost going to be impossible for him to continue. Um, but let's just see how the Covington, McCollum, Lillard, all that combination works together in this one. Well, for the Hawks, I do want to watch Chris Dunks. I want to know if he's in their rotation when players are healthy um, and how he's in that rotation. Because uh, last game he did sit, I think that's probably due to it being a back-to-back. But yeah, how he fits with Snell and with Williams and Hill and um, and Goodwin and Young and Herder and Bogdanovich. And that's not even including guys like um, yeah, Dondre Hunter, who's still out, obviously. And then Clint Capella. We saw him play just the 30 minutes last game. We saw his minutes really skyrocket when Johnny Collins was out. Do they push him back to being a 30, 31-minute-a-night player? Or is he going to push to that 34, 35-minute area? All right. Next game. Sixers and the Bulls, this is a back-to-back for Philadelphia, so do not be surprised if, especially again, they're going up against undermanned um, Spurs on Sunday, which they started everybody, which is a bit of a surprise, but there is a chance, I think, that they could have guys resting, including Joel Embiid. Seth Curry is one to watch, who occasionally puts up some big scoring games, but he's not particularly consistent, but that whole Sixers rotation is going to be one to watch, while for the Chicago Bulls, Thad Young, it's been almost impossible to predict what he's been doing. High usage, low minutes, low usage, high minutes, starting off the bench. He's basically just all over the shop at this point. So how does he go in this one? In a game that Nikola Vucevic is questionable, Zach Levine is doubtful. Does Young stay starting? He started last game. He went from 19 to 33 minutes. And then Daniel Tice, I imagine he continues to start at power forward. Um, but if Vuce is out, he'll start at center. What do his minutes look like? And what does his production look like? The next game is the, ki- the Kings. That's not the Kings. That's the Grizzlies and the Knicks. That's what I'm trying to say. Nerlens Noel, who continues to play your high 20s in minutes, put up really, really strong numbers for defensive stats. And yeah, Mitchie Robinson's not coming back this regular season, would be my guess. So Noel's going to put up con- big ones continually. Well, Derek Rose, he played like big minutes for three consecutive games. And then we just went to 25 against the Bulls last Wednesday. So I'm recording this before Sunday's action. So I don't know exactly what his minutes look like there. But let's see how the Rose, Quickly, Payton, Bullock combination works. And whether Alec Burks returns, because Burks was ruled out on Sunday. But he doesn't feel like he's too far away from returning. For the Grizzlies, Brandon Clark, DMPCD last game. They preferred the cashier Xavier Tillman over him. Will that be, will that be something they continue to do? Clark, I think, has been pretty disappointing this season. So will they continue to roll with him out of the rotation and Tillman in? That's a big question. And then how does Jaron Jackson look? Because his first two games were really good. And then he struggled after that. And I think we're at this point of the season, if someone is struggling, you've got to make calls on whether you need to drop them. And that might be the case with Jaron Jackson. The Spurs and the Jazz, will we have DeJounte, DeMar, and Jakob returning? I don't know. But if Pirtle is out, Drew Eubanks is going to be an excellent guy to watch. He started the game on Sunday, so let's see how he goes. And I'm always interested in Devin Vassell. I think there's a massive chance that Vassell is a full-time starter next year and maybe even a full-time, um, uh, maybe a full-time um, yeah, top 100, top 120 fantasy guy next year. So let's see how he looks in this extended run. While George Niang and Jordan Clarkson should get a boost for Utah, both Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley remain out. 
uh, for Monday's action. So how Niang looks, we had a really good first start in place of Conley. The last two have been a bit subpar, but let's see if he can boost those numbers. And same with Geordie Clarkson, whose field goal percentage for the last three months has been absolutely horrendous. So hopefully he turns that around. Last game is the Nuggets and the Lakers. Aaron Gordon, I don't think we bother with him at all in 12-team leagues and probably even 14-team leagues, but I just like watching how he fits into this team and how he makes them better. Well, I'm just going to throw this bloke in there. Because I haven't really mentioned he's someone to watch for, but you should. He's going to be the NBA's MVP. He's unbelievably fun to watch. He's the number one player in fantasy basketball. So we're just going to watch him because he's bloody fun to watch. For the Lakers, Andre Drummond, how much do they play him? It is a back-to-back. So what does that mean for um, yeah, Anthony Davis and his minutes? But Drummond, we've seen his minutes start to slide. And how they use the Drummond-Harrell-Gasol combination is intriguing. Of course, Dennis Schroeder is out on Sunday. We don't know whether he's out on Monday. We'd have to assume that he is. And what does that mean for Alex Caruso and his playing time? Caruso was back from his back issue on Sunday and was able to play. In terms of streamers, we're looking at Kent Bazemore, Mo Wagner, who is probably going to be starting with Chumura Kiki out in Orlando, the painter Matisse Thibel, especially if they do rest players for Philadelphia, Jordy Poole and Hal Neto as category league streamers. And for points leagues, we're looking at Bumba, Josh Jackson, Kent Bazemore, Mo Wagner, and unbelievably, the shart Dwayne Bacon with James Ennis out. Guys, don't forget, so you can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Give it a little flick, ring the bell. Guys, leave your comments down below. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.